0: I your conscience is clear
1: Blaine? His name is Blaine? Oh, that's,
2: that's, that's a major appliance! That's not a name!
1: do You see the size of that Appalachian pie. This episode is going to be set up a little bit differently than any of the others that you've probably listened to in the past. And I'm going to be bringing on a gentleman who's collaborated with me multiple times in the past, and he's just not used to being, I guess you could say, the the subject. Having to present himself or what he's doing. He wasn't comfortable with it to begin with, and at the tail end of this, I'm going to go ahead and add a few extra minutes because... It took a little bit of time for me talking to him at the kitchen table here at my house To getting to the point where he was like, okay, fine Well, hey everybody and welcome back to another episode
2: of Appalachian Pie This is Blaine checking back in from our virtual studio somewhere out there in the Ethernet Tonight I get the opportunity to introduce you to one of, um, well, you've kind of met him before He's part of the Ass Poles, Uh, that's a separate podcast that we created built out of the Asheville Society of Podcasters, and he is the, I guess you could say, founder and producer, host of Boat Fight. So everyone, please take a moment, meet Chris Martinez, everyone, we would really like for you to say hi, and Chris, say hi to everyone, and thank you for joining me tonight. Hi everyone, that was a really warm welcome, thank you. (laughs) So what have you been into lately with the whole Boat Fight thing? Uh,
0: Boat Fight is... Actually, shut up. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye.
2: <laughs> no, be- before we get into all that, I- I'd i like to get a little bit of background story on people that are coming onto the pie and all, and you're not a native Appalachian, but for whatever reason, you've decided to kind of lay down some roots here and all. How did that come about, and what's your background?
0: Um, Well, I'm from New York. Oh, Jesus. Yep, yep. Uh, I had a friend who lived here. He said, you would love it down here. You've got to come visit me. So I came and visited him. I loved it. The next year, I moved down here. And coincidentally, it was the exact same week he moved back to New York. What? Yes. It was very <laughs> funny. Um, but that was about a little over five years ago now. And just, I love it here. So I stayed. I made some really good friends. And we started a creative endeavor that I'm still here to see it through. Okay. That's why I'm here.
2: So, pardon my ignorance here, but just growing up in New York, I mean, most people automatically think of something like either New York City or, what, Buffalo or something. What, what part of the state were you from?
0: Because it's bigger than most people think. That's very true. New York is huge. Um, <clears throat> well, I started off on Long Island, which is basically just out of the city. Like, uh, New York is broken up into boroughs. Uh, you know, like Brooklyn and Queens is technically like on the long, on long Island, but only for a little bit and stops, and it becomes Long Island. That's where I started. Whoa, what? Whoa, you kind of <laughs> got me lost on that one. It's all Brooklyn, and
1: Queens, yeah. Okay, and so check it out. Long
0: Island—they're all
2: on the same island.
0: Yeah, Manhattan is an island of itself, right? And then you got like um, the Bronx is on the mainland, but you know, in order to get to Brooklyn or Queens, you have to go across a bridge. And that same landmass is actually Long Island, but since they're boroughs of the city, they don't call it Long Island. So, does that mean Long Island's not part of the city? No.
2: Oh, okay. Long Island is not New York City. So, it's still
0: New York. No, New York is a state. (laughs)
2: Listen, <laughs> well, what I'm trying to get to the ideas. To I know a lot of people from Jersey also ended up on Long Island, and I've got a couple of friends that are from there. Mm-hmm. But I,
0: I guess that's my disconnect. So check it out. Long Island's a really long ass island, but only the part. <laughs> Hence the name. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but only the part where you go into it is like part of the city. Okay. Like there, you know, it's another. You go out and it becomes Long Island. They don't call it the city anymore. As okay. simple as that. And then um, I grew up about – I really grew up about an hour and a half north of the city and a town called New Paltz. It's about an hour south of Albany. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Isn't that the capital? It is. Oh, okay. And it's 20 minutes away from Newburgh, which was the original capital. Wow. There's a lot of cool history in
2: New York. So, I mean, New – Paltz? How's that spelled? P-A-L-T-Z? You got it, brother. Oh, nice. So um, what was that like versus growing up off of Long Island?
0: Long Island's were all like the people go to escape the city. Um, it's a lot more money. It's a lot more populated and it's a bunch of sand and shitty. Um, New Paltz is more woodsy. Um, there's a very small mountain range there called the schwangunk mountains it's basically at the base of that and it was a college town it's a small ass town but there's a bunch of college students so really it was just pizza places and bars nice fun place to be a kid (laughs) so um
2: just out of curiosity rough approximation on population
0: i'm awful with that i have no idea Okay. Yeah, so, brother. We'll say at least you and a couple other folk. Way more people than there Like, I'm sorry. There's way more now than there was when I was growing up. Last, like, 12 years, it has been steadily growing. The college brings a lot of business, a lot of people, you know.
2: Now, you and I have a weird kind of story about how we met one another. But before we get into that, I do want to touch base on something because. Right after we had met one another, you found yourself in a position where you thought you were having to actually move back up there and all. And I know it wasn't what you wanted at the time, but it made you a bit uncomfortable and a little bit awkward to talk to. Was it something (laughs) that was, for lack of a better way of putting it, was it a
0: familial obligation or what? The, the reason I left? Yeah. Okay, well, first off, I want to know, am I the first person that you, like, really know that you've interviewed on your show? Second. Okay. Um, God, man, I didn't really talk about this a lot, do I? Did yeah. I? Mm. How personally you want me to get? It's completely up to you, sir. Okay, well, I was in a relationship for ten years. And that relationship had abruptly ended. I had really nowhere to go. And my mother, um, she's not sick, but she's becoming handicapped. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna get into all of her issues, but she has a whole lot of like back issues. She's becoming crippled, so I left to go take care of her. Um, she was having some, truff, truff <laughs> some tough, trough times. Tough times, and you know she needed some support, really. So I left to go do that and try and figure out what the fuck I was gonna do with me you know and I went back to New York and I was only there for like two months I hated it and I couldn't find work that didn't suck basically like the the work the workplace there is not good where I'm from you know it's just not good it's all tiny little mom and pop places or like weird corporate jobs or just skilled jobs you know like I don't have a degree in anything I'm not a mechanic I'm not a plumber you know I'm been working mainly in food service, and I didn't want to fucking work in McDonald's and do things like that. You know, here in Asheville, I have, I had back then, a steady job that I knew I could come back to. So that's one of the reasons I came back. Uh, the, I would say the impetus for me really coming back, though, was Eric of Boat Fight, my partner Eric Brown.
2: And actually, that was something I was going to bring up as well as being part of the entire ASP and ASP poles thing that we're doing. Um, Eric, obviously, has been a contributor for the ASP Holes and all.
0: And his dick is eight feet wide, as you well know. <laughs>
2: But you guys have been partners for some time, and I don't want people necessarily read into me using the term partners. But um, you you guys actually started out
0: not necessarily as boat fight, if I recall. Uh, it's very subtle. <laughs> um, no, me, Eric, and another person had a show called Fraudulently Sponsored Radio Hour, and we did that for. I don't know, August until, like August of last year, 2016, until probably um, May of this year, and then, you know, we, Creative Differences, we split us up, and me and Eric formed both fight. Nice. So,
2: to get back to how you and I met one another, since we've referenced ASP and everything this many times, um, we we tried to create a society here where we brought together local podcasters that would be able to share, collaborate, maybe even something as silly as just advice for whatever reason or equipment if somebody thought they were going to be recording on the run or whatever else, and one of these meetups out of nowhere your dumbass showed up and we seemed to kind of click so what made you
0: actually decide to check out ASP um well the um let's see okay that's how it happened the other member of our group uh, his name is Will he knew Benny uh you know shut up Benny (laughs) he and Benny was a member of the group so Benny added him and he added me And then I saw the post. I saw that you were trying to create something where people would help each other create more things. And to me, that sounded pretty good. So, I don't usually just put myself out into things um, without knowing it'll work. I'm not a gambler. But I really wanted to meet ASP, the people of ASP, and find out what it is. Because at this time, I don't think... Actually, when we met, I think it was a couple of weeks before we actually put out our first episode. Like oh, I wasn't really even started yet. Yeah, so I didn't really know what podcasting was really all about, and I wanted to make some connections and find out what's going on. So I said, "Fuck it," and I went. Nice. So, hmm. I'm assuming
2: that meeting didn't turn you off too much, even though the society has kind
0: of changed a bit over time. It almost did. I spent the whole time talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Moving on to no I met when I went to that meeting I was there I was there for like 20 minutes or something like that before you even got there um I met you we started talking and we got along and there was something in me that you seemed to really respect and like right away we clicked and we started Thinking of ways that we could potentially work together. So immediately I was comforted in the fact that at least there's one person who thinks like me. So immediately then my dedication was let's make ass something. And I spent a lot of time since then trying to make ass something.
2: (laughs) Well, and uh, let's take a side step away from ass. Sure.
0: Where do you want to travel, my friend? Let's go.
2: I'm looking at the idea of finding out a little bit more about after you rebranded and became everything with boat times. Um, That's
0: not it. It's boat fight. Fuck.
2: (laughs) I was thinking fudge time. God damn it. (laughs) Hey, Josh. (laughs) What's going on, sir? Um, But once you guys rebranded as boat fight and all, you you really kind of – took, pardon the pun here, the reins of some creativity and stuff, and you started to bring some of the members of ASP into a couple of different projects that you guys were working on, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate the fact that you want me to be part of this Horses of Fury audio play, and... Beyond that, what what else do you guys have going on? Because I think you're kind of creating a network with Josh that you just referenced.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so this horse to fear that you're talking about is part of this grand scheme. Yes. Um, okay, so Eric and I, we're doing the fraudulently sponsored Radio Hour. And for every single one of you who doesn't know who that is, is basically an interview-based improv comedy show. Where all three hosts played ourselves, and two of us, me and Eric, would also play characters. So there'd basically be five people on the show, but there's only three people in the room. And it was a lot of fun, and me and Eric did not want to stop doing improv. So we started Boat Fight, which is basically improv broken up into like three different types of improv segments. And... Sorry, I'm blanking here. We didn't want to stop there. You know, like, naturally, I'm not... A comedian I have no real training in improv and I want to write there's not enough control in the chaos that is fucking improv I'm a writer so for me since the beginning my main goal has been to create audio plays I love those old serials like the shadow stuff like that nice I mean that shit is so cool so I wanted to create something like that but I realized with the sensibilities that we have going on I didn't think an audio drama, per se, would be what we should do, so I decided to make tongue-in-cheek comedy plays. So, yes, um, I've been developing this for quite a few months, and you sat in on a recording session that we, we had done months and months ago, but that was before the FSRH split. Right. And once that happened, that kind of fucked everything up for a long time. I mean, that happened in May. You know, it's now late September. Um, in the meantime, though, once <laughs> me and Eric, what? Oh, I was going to say,
2: yeah, not only late September, I'm pretty sure it's October tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah, fair enough, <laughs> yeah. Um, but once the split happened, it really allowed me and Eric this, like, freedom of movement we didn't realize that we were capable of. And what we started doing was we brought in my friend Colby, who actually joined FSR Ace in the last, like, three episodes, something like that. He came along to bow fight with us as our host, and we started working with Josh from Fudge Times like quite a bit. And we realized that Josh is right on the same page as us as far as comedy is concerned. And you know, uh, and a animation. phenomenally cool dude. Oh, I, I love Josh. He's he's got such a good heart. Um, in fact, I do believe that the episode that you, me, Eric, and Benny recorded that was lost, we sucked Josh's dick quite a bit too. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, Josh is one of the members of society who would actually help people. Right. Like before, I ever met him in person, I sent him a you know a message just asking him about something, and he completely just dedicated time and talked to me and helped me resolve an issue. And he had never met me in his life, you know. Um, but then we actually met him, and the "Shut Up Benny" episode is when we met him for the first time in person. You know, you're completely right on that. I, I didn't realize that until you just brought it up. And you want your mind blown? After you all left, it was me, Eric, and Josh in the building, and he was saying, you know, I've heard your show, it sounds improv sounds really fun, I'd love to try it. And we were like, all right, we hit record, and we just did this random improv session. In the improv session, Josh just kind of breaks for a moment and goes, <laughs> improv is fun, And that's the name that we actually chose for one of our segments on Boat Fight. Like, Josh named that the day that we met him. And also, when we created Boat Fight, before we came up with the full, like, variety show format, we we did one episode of Improv is Fun starring Jim Utah. That's the session that we met Josh in. It was good enough for us to release. You know, like, he fits right in with us. So, the three of us were talking, and we decided to combine our shit. We talked about it a little bit on the – I don't know if this is going to come out probably after the Ass Bulls episode we just recorded, right? Oh, yeah. But we did talk about it on that. But for those of you who do not listen to Ass Bowls, um, we are creating the flight book. <laughs> it's probably best that you don't. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, <laughs> well, uh, Blaine's not in this one, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, <laughs> You derailed me so hard, man. I was trying to answer your question about like what the shows were trying to do is and I just went somewhere else. Anyway, uh, we're gonna come out with a fudge boat network. Fudge Times and Boat Flight becomes Fudge Boat. And we're gonna have about seven shows at the start to release on the feed. One of them will be the audio plays. I don't have a name for the overall show yet. Fuck, I don't did that answer your question? Now I'm just I don't even remember. Hell I don't either. Okay. I do
2: appreciate you bringing beer over, though. No problem. <laughs> I, ra- I rambled. What do you want? <laughs> Keep on rambling. Hold on just a second. So anyhow, screw Josh, and we're going to start talking about a couple of other things that y- you guys have really been trying to not only promote with, um, you brought up Colby. Now, the Colby guy, where the hell did he come from after you guys rebranded? Well, he was with us before the rebranding. Well, oh, uh, I he know you said that he was watching. on, like, three of the episodes, but where the hell did he
0: come from? Because oh, he, I didn't meet him until well after. He's one of my coworkers. Okay. Um, He started working with me, and he's just a really good dude We became pretty good friends, and he's fucking hilarious. So, like, we'd be at work doing voices and just talking about things we like, and for almost a year, I tried to get him on Frozen Sponsor Radio Hour. And it wasn't that he didn't want to, but, like, he's just noncommittal and just would never come over to do it. So, he never came on. And then I left for two months. And it seemed like everything was over. And I came back, and he was, like, happy I was back. And he was like, oh, sure, I'd love to be on an episode, like, just to hang out. And then he came and had a lot of fucking fun and, like, never left. Oh, nice. And that's pretty much what happened. But it's fine with me. Like, I wanted him on the show since the beginning. And he's the perfect partner for us because like i said he's hilarious and i think i said this in another podcast but like i feel like my job as the producer of the show and like just me like i want to feed eric like i think i'm trying to get eric to be showcased in our show basically i think he's funnier than me i'd rather laugh at him than talk Oh no, Eric is brilliant. I'll give you that. I was gonna, I thought you were say, oh yeah, no, no, Eric is funnier than you.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should have. Anyway, um, but Colby's like the perfect counterpart for him because it doesn't matter how stupid things get. We're like, because sometimes I'll just, I won't want to play if I think something's just fucking stupid. But Colby and Eric will just go forever. So that's cool. Like now, like Eric has a friend. You know, (laughs) like, go out and play, you two. Uh, Daddy's going to stay here and do business. Like, that's kind of what happens now, and I think that's a great thing for the show, you know?
2: Okay, I can get
0: that. And actually, I want to touch on... um Hang on, can we stay on Colby for one second? I have one more thing to say. Oh, um, please, knock yourself out. He also brings a sensibility to the table that Eric and I don't possess. Um, Space work reminding us that, like, don't indulge ourselves so much because we still have to set a scene for the people who aren't part of it. Like he's a big part of that. Like he ensure he'll like he'll ground things, he'll make sounds, thing, things like that that me and Eric just wouldn't do. So that's fucking very ben- beneficial. I can't speak to that
2: Well, you you got to give him points for having that kind of ability to process that and try to add it to the show. He really does a good job. Yeah. So, I'll, I'm wanting to go down a little bit of a
0: darker road. That's <laughs> my favorite kind. There's no such thing as streetlights where I come from. Well, since, since you and I know one another,
2: I know that um, there's not a polite way of putting this. Say
0: it, no. man. You ain't going to offend me.
2: As a creative person, and especially as a person that has lived your life... You have a certain what's the word I'm looking for here. Um, you, you've got this ability to overlook all of your positives and just <laughs> concentrate on the few negatives. And I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but I do think that you're stupid
0: about your approach. I'm offended. Well, get over it. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. Um, listen. I got a lot of shit in my head, and I know that it's just that, shit in my head. I mean, dude, like, <laughs> like if you, if you knew my mother, you'd kind of understand it. She's a fucking doormat. She's the best person in the world, and she just lets everyone just step on her because of it, you know? And I'm not that because I saw her getting stepped on, but I have a big part of that in me. And it's hard to... It's hard for me to acknowledge my positives when I feel like my negatives outweigh them. I I just don't. I've <laughs> I've wasted a lot of time and it's hurtful. I don't know how else to say that. It's.
2: Well, I mean, is is it something where it's like you were always beaten down with doing something in school or what? Where where the hell does this really come from?
0: No, because. Nobody could ever beat me down. It was just me. I'm literally the only person. But I've always been... Alright, I'm 35 years old. And I've always been very in the moment. Very (laughs) self-destructive. Not caring about what anybody thought or what anybody thinks should be. And I always did my own thing. And unfortunately, for my late teens and early 20s, that was getting fucked up. Fucked up? Yeah, I mean, like like alcohol and drugs.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, alcohol, yeah, that's legal. Drugs? Mm,
0: no, they're not legal.
2: Yeah, not most of them, but some of them are being worked upon. Um, so... <sighs> I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but if you, you don't mind, do it. Well, if you're not of an issue of discussing it, what what kind of drug usage did you go through in those
0: kind of formative years as an adult? Um, well, I mean, as far as hard drugs, it was mostly Coke. Oh, shit. Yeah. I liked Coke quite a bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> I did that quite a bit. Um, but, like, you know, like I was... I was and still am a fucking alcoholic, um, but I was always, like, responsible, always went to work, always held down a job, always paid bills, Functional, like alcohol. Very functional, <laughs> yes. And so, like, I never lost that, so I was able to afford it and continue to go. Um, and a lot of coke, yeah, I guess that's your question, right? You want to know what drugs I was on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um,
2: was, was Coke like the primary? I mean... Well, primary is weed, but I don't count that as a drug.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> neither would I, but still, just... Yeah, no, I mean, I've done other drugs, but no, Coke would be the only one that would be regular use. So, okay, uh, we're going to rabbit hole here for just a second, because
2: I'd be lying if I said that I hadn't been around a bump
1: or two. Mm.
2: I don't get the entire draw of coke whatsoever. I mean, what did it do for you? Because for me, all I wanted to do was walk
0: laps. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, kind of talk a lot, you know. Like I like, that's the thing. Like I grew up in a college town, I was a young man um, with a lot of money in my pocket. I worked, like I said, I drank anything I didn't spend on my bills, I drank or put on drugs. I, I had a good time for years and years and years. You get fucking blasted, you go out to the bar, you talk to every hot girl you see, you know, you go out and you have a good time, um, and if they like coke, <laughs> you know, that's, that's all the more better. You know, oh, I have a pocket full, let's go, you know, it's what it was all about, was the fucking getting fucked up and having sex. And because of that, all of my creative drive was just fucking thrown right out the window. For years, I wasted. And I think this is where, like, the root of my depression comes from. I wasted the, to- the times of my life that I really could have created something when I had a bunch of people around me. Instead of actually doing something good, we were just fucking around. So how, how many years are you regretting then? Oh, I mean, like seven Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of years. That no, that wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. No, the drug part and this part is like seven. And then I also regret the whole ten after that that I was with that fucking girl. All right, because goddamn it, everything I've worked for. <laughs> so it's two separate regrets, Blaine. <laughs> two two completely separate regrets of wasted time. I get that.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm honestly. <laughs> You got me at a loss on the two regrets in the 10 years, and just me seeing you throwing your hands all around while you
0: were saying that. I'm fucking half Italian from New York. We talk (laughs) in our hands. My entire family swings their hands about. Oh, Lord.
2: So, um, once you decided to reach out, reach out, I guess. (laughs) Actually, buckle down and dig into your creative side and all. what, what what made you do that? I I mean, were you writing stuff? Had you gotten stuff
0: published, or what was it? Or it was just a personal drive? Well, I've always had the personal drive. Um, I've been a writer since the eighth grade. I had the meanest fucking battle axe of an English teacher you could ever imagine, but she, and she hated me, by the way. I I was such a pain in the ass to her. But she introduced me to poetry. I had never read any poetry before. And I figured out I could write. And she, even though she hated me, she really supported me. Um, There was a poet that came to school and like only a certain amount of kids from each class could meet them. you know she made sure i was one of the kids she organized this big poetry reading that i took part in like you know and I, and then that was probably the first time i realized like what a teacher really could do cuz like i she made no bones about it she didn't like me but she knew i had a talent and she wanted to support me so in the 8th grade i started writing first the first poetry And then, you know, I start going to narrative fiction and short stories, stuff like that. So I always had it. I always wanted to write. Um, But as soon as I started having a good time, I never stopped writing. I still would write, but not nearly as much. I mean, that took up fun time. So I didn't do it. My choice prevented me from doing my supposed quote unquote dream. All right? Um, So, you know, the years go by. As I said, they did. And eventually, you know, I start settling down with another girl, and I realize I've been a fool, I should start writing again. So I started writing all this shit, I came up with a lot of stuff that, it's all kind of connected, like I...
2: Well, every time I've seen you, you carry a bag and multiple notebooks, and it's like, mm-hmm. each notebook is something separate that you're mm-hmm. working on and spending on all the
0: time. And there's not a lot of empty pages in those books. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, well, that's just the thing. Like, I have a plan for what I'm doing as far as my writing is concerned, and it's taking a long time to get there because it's it's ambitious. It's not just a novel or a novel series. You know what I mean? It's. I don't want to get into it now because it's not ready to be public, but ideally, my first thing that I've been writing will be available for purchase within the next couple months. I am working towards it. So the writing thing is what I was doing. Um, my dream is not to be a podcaster or to be an author. I want to be a director. I write mainly ideas for things that I want to see in video format. That's what I want. My whole goal for all this creativity is to get resources, to get me a fucking camera team so I can make a web series. The scripts are written. Location is nailed down. I need money to pay. Someone who actually can fucking film it and make it look good, edit it, and actors stand in front of my camera. That's my goal. That's what I'm after, resources. So I kept writing, kept doing my thing, intentionally not publishing. I'm I'm not trying to be published yet, you know. And I started getting into podcasts, and I befriended Eric and the dude Will. And they said, I want to do a podcast. And I said, well, I don't really, but I want to be creative. I want to start getting my name out there. Fuck it. Let's do a podcast. That's where podcasting came from for me.
2: Now, if if I can interject a little bit, um, <laughs> there there's a certain irony in the fact that they brought you
0: in to do podcasting. Little work. Yeah,
2: that, that's pretty much what I was getting at.
0: Well, that's because I'm the one with the drive and the ethic. If so, I don't do it, it's not going to get done. So...
2: What's the drive to keep you going with it then? Just trying to work
0: up to that director thing? To gain resources. To get people to know who I am. That's it. You know? I mean, that's why I'll do anything for anybody and put myself out there for anything, you know? If it helps me get somewhere, fucking A. Let's do it.
2: Nice. So, what's your experience been like with working with um, everything with the whole fudge boat thing that you guys have put together because i think it sounds like it could be a really cool
0: network that may help you start to get to that level ideally and that's the hope um well as of right now as far as release content it's only So we mentioned josh's show is called fudge times Mm -hmm. he came up with an idea called fudge times after dark which is everyone would think it's sexy (laughs) <laughs> but in reality, it's just fudge times recorded after dark. Alright? So <laughs> and in doing so, he decided to switch up his team, so he invited me and Eric to come along with it. So that's like really that's the only thing we've actually released that we've kind of been collaborating on. But we do have other shows that we the three of us are building. Right. Does that answer your question? To some degree, and I I do think
2: it's great that we've all been able to collaborate as much as there's some issues with ASP, with what we've done with ASP polls and everything, because I I agree with the statement that you made earlier that we've really made some good connections and all of that. But moving forward from that, we're also trying to not only get our, our voices out and all, and I'll gladly help you wherever I can But is Is there any place that you're really Wanting to reach out to that You would love the opportunity To be able to be On someone else's show Or for that matter For that matter A magazine or something like that, that I could put you in touch with To
0: help submit
2: some of your writings Or something
0: No Okay fuck <laughs> No, um, I do want to start getting on other people's shows, but I kind of want to wait until we get the network off the ground. Okay. Um, when that happens, um, I want to do any and all shows, you know. Like, right now, we only have Boat Fight to offer. And, I mean, you've heard Boat Fight. Yes. It is not for everybody. No, it's not. And we know that. It gets very offensive, um... I get that. So I don't, I don't want <laughs> to yet far from fully promote myself <laughs> with just Boat Fight. You know what I mean? Like that's not – I don't want to get pigeonholed because that's not what I have to offer. It isn't really what I'm trying to do. You know, I want to get Fudge Boat going. I want to start doing my audio plays because that is way more in line with what I'm trying to do professionally. Um, so uh, what
2: other audio plays do you have going on? Because I know we kind of referenced the Horses of Fury earlier, but I assume that there's more than that. Well, I don't want to get
0: too spoilery,
2: but I will (laughs) say
0: this. uh, Since you did name drop it, I will name drop Horses of Fury 2. Not Horses of Fury. And basically, what we're going to do is we're going to release three plays like every week um, of the same play, right? Like three of each play, and the next after that, it'll be a different play. So, Horses of Fury is basically about a guy who was in the first play. That'll be the second one released. I don't know how to say this without confusing people. <laughs> so, all right. Just we're gonna say do, it. <laughs> we're going to do a show called... Do me a favor and edit that back. Horses of Fury? No. No. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to call the overall show, like the feed that you're going to subscribe to, but it's basically going to be audio plays brought to you by Boat Fight, whatever. And the first three weeks will be The Adventures of the Gentleman Mercenary Sir Robert and his dashing animal associate Amy. And what it is is a science fiction, like shitty old science fiction serial, but it's like intentionally bad. And it's very funny. We are working on it. It's, it's good. And in that is an quote-unquote actor who was in an old TV show called Horses of Fury. And our, again, quote-unquote producers liked him and gave him his own show, which is Horses of Fury 2. So after three weeks of adventure... Wow. Three weeks of... uh, I can't speak. (laughs) Three weeks of the Adventures of the Gentleman Mercenary, it'll be Horses of Fury for three weeks. And then after that, there are two more... There's two or three more... Plays that will be going, and then after that, it'll go back to Joe and Mercenary again, and continue that serial for three weeks. Then back to Horses of Fury. Nice. That's the plan with the audio plays, with me spitting all over myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, just out of curiosity, then, with it being separate from your improv and all of that stuff, what's the setup that you're doing with? These more dramatic things, because some people may know you just from boat fight. But well, they then, won't be dramatic.
0: I'm not making dramatic
2: audio plays. They're going to be comedy. Well, okay, yes, but there's still audio plays versus improv. Let's look at it from that direction. So, what what are you going to be offering? This different than what your podcast is as it stands at the moment.
0: Um, well, it's very different. I mean, the, the podcast is meandering, whereas these will be scripted out and have plot points. You know? And I think that's the difference. I don't know what to tell you. It'll still be, like, if you like what we do with the improv, you'll still like these plays. Because, basically, I'm scripting most of them, and then we get together, read them, and if, you know, like, again, we, we do improv, so when we're fucking around... If any of these guys can come up with lines like, to improve my lines and make them better, they get rewritten. Right. And then that's what's going to get recorded. So we'll have the flavor from all of us.
2: Very nice. So in closing, because I don't think you realize that we have actually been talking for well over 40 minutes at this point. Oh, really? That um, I would I would like you to have the opportunity to tell people – Where to find you, track you down, or anything else.
0: All right. Well, uh, we are Boat Fight. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook at Boat Fight Productions. Also, check out Fudge Times on Facebook and FudgeTimes.com because that is our future partner, Josh Jones. And
2: anywhere else? Asheville Society of Podcasters, go Ah. fuck yourself.
0: (laughs) 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 Are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, also, look up the the public group for Asheville Society of Podcasters. We'll see where it comes from here. I mean, like you said, if that asshole is going up before this, people are already going to know my feelings on this.
1: Well,
2: hey, as long as we're being honest, we're being honest, so... No worries, and I appreciate you taking the time to sit here and speak with me this evening, sir. And any time that I can help,
0: I'd love to. I do love you, buddy. It was my pleasure, Blaine. Um, fucking, a, I could have talked for another hour and a half, man. Well, I appreciate it. We'll have to do it again later. Anytime, and I love you too, brother. All right, be Both good. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you. <ya. laughs> It took a little bit of
1: time for me talking to him at the kitchen table here at my house to getting to the point where he was like, okay, fine. So as I have referenced before, Chris and I have collaborated in the past and everything. And in all honesty, first of all, I would like to take the opportunity to tell anyone who's listening, new, old, whatever, that they're more than welcome to reach out to Appalachian Pie. That's Appalachian P-I, not P-I-E on Facebook. You can reach us at Pie 14 on Gmail. And do me a small favor, go check out the iTunes link, uh, leave a review, at least give it a little bit of a star, whatever the hell. And there, there's something else that Chris wanted me to get out there, and it's kind of odd for him to actually have had a second interview where he was the gentleman that was being interviewed, but he was also on another podcast called, um, I'm wanting to say Pirate... Ba- no, 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 I'm sorry podcast bay and go go check that out and yeah we'll catch up with you in a little bit listen after mojo for the little extended cut and everything take care we do love you bye
3: Tell me when I can drink and what I can drink They want to ban drugs and sex and everything People want to have a lot of rules A lot of rules and regulations But listen up, listen up, Mr. Rules and Regulations I ain't gonna obey What's up, right, man? I ain't gonna do what you say Oh, you can put me in jail You can kill me You can execute me But you can't kill rock and roll, man Tell you another damn thing, I ain't eating no more fucking McDonald's either. I ain't gonna eat it no more. I ain't gonna eat it because it don't taste good. You know what? McDonald's, can kiss my butt! McDonald's, can kiss my butt. It's a great big hairy butt. Got a dingleberry hanging off my butt. McDonald's, kiss my ass. You know... People say, Mojo, you're always complaining about everything. Why don't you vote in the election? Why don't you become involved in the electoral process? Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, yeah. Vote for Clinton, Mojo. It's going to make everything nice and new and neat. we got one fool just as big a fool as the other fool. Ain't nothing changed. Same fools riding around in the black cars. We still riding around on the subway. Riding around in the bus. We riding around in a 1978 you know, 1970, El Torino or some damn thing. Leaking all, ain't got no money. Gotta pay taxes. Everything's screwed up. I ain't gonna take it no more. I'm gonna start an armed insurrection. I'm gonna go to the Hills of West Virginia and I'm gonna liberate some guns from a National Guard armory. And I'm gonna start armed revolt because at some time in the course of human events it becomes necessary to disassociate yourself, the ties that bind. I wanna break them ties going to bust him up. So there I am standing around a campfire in the hills of West Virginia, and the flames are shooting up high, and I happen to be the head of the armed insurrection of the Rebel Alliance, and I'm going to sing our brand, new, our brand new national anthem to go something like this. You can't kill me. I will not die. Not now. Not ever. No, never. Wow. I'm going to live My soul The spirit of rock and roll, baby.
0: And it's not exactly a comedy podcast because <laughs> we start talking about our depression, Eric's suicidal tendencies, like my unhappiness, like all this stuff. Like it gets straight up real. like I'm Dark. Not, yeah. You know, I'm not afraid of being real, but like I'm, I've listened to it and I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, I well, I mean, look at what Mark Marin does where he
2: sits there and he talks about all of the bad bullshit that he went through and all why wouldn't you think that people find that kind of openness endearing
0: i mean it's being an aggressive asshole huh i think it's because i'm an aggressive asshole (laughs) i think that's why
2: (laughs) but no and that's part of the reason with what i've tried to do with the pie is i want to keep it as real as possible but i want to I want to keep it as positive as possible, too. So if something goes down a rabbit hole, I don't mind exploring it a little bit. But I wanted to have a way to connect with people. And I can't always control what would come out of your mouth or whomever else's mouth. So you kind of have to play with that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And you just got to be comfortable enough with who you are that if somebody asks you a question and you're the one that's doing the rabbit hole that that person's going to pull you back out of it or you're going to stop and recognize it at a point and go, uh, hold on a second yeah. I'm getting off topic <laughs> <See>, I'm <I, laughs> <So, I> definitely the <laughs> guy to
0: just keep going down <laughs> that hole man, that's for sure you're not wrong with that one mm. yeah
2: and, and that's the thing that I think's the most endearing about the conversational side of podcasts and everything is because it gives you that opportunity To not only see a person, and I'm not going to say unfiltered, I'm sure they're watching their words to some degree, but at least someone who's willing to speak a little bit more honestly than they may have done if they had been in a position, and the people I speak to aren't in that position, but someone who might be in a position of speaking to a large media outlet or something, and they just sit there and they break it down. It's like, hey, listen, yeah, I'm a dumbass too but I just happen to have this good luck and good skill that paid off for me or whatever and blah, blah, blah. It's
0: not a bad idea. Maybe, like, I would want to wait until we get Fudge Boat going. You know? That way, like, I have a big new project to to get people to go to. Right. I would definitely want to wait for that to start doing stuff like that. But maybe it's not a bad idea. Try and get on. Because, like, I never, you know, I never respond to the guest... Like a uh, guest swap posts or whatever Like I'm never on there Well see I,
2: I do it partially to be an asshole To see whether or not someone's actually Going to follow up with me Because after the first couple of times And I had a few people say Sure we'd love to have you on Or blah 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 we'll come on with you I never heard a damn thing back So then I was just kind of like I'm here pick me Fuck you any day <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah you you talk to them way more than we do That's for sure. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You pick up five followers? Are you going to lose followers because you hop on someone else's show? Not at all. So?
0: (laughs) I just, well, I mean, it's just like I said, like, it's an ego thing. Like, I don't feel like I have anything to offer those shows. You know what I mean? That's where it all comes from, Blake. I don't think you
2: understand, though. As a creative. It's in my head. (laughs) Exactly. As a creative person, you have so much more to offer Because, well, I'll use a term that I used on one of my podcasts a while back. As a creative, you're probably better able to pivot on oddball questions that you weren't expecting than other people who are just like straight businessmen or something else would be able to do. I'm good. You're able to take it in stride. Improv, baby. Exactly. And that is something that I think people appreciate when you're able to sit there and be like, oh shit, I just got sidelined. all on here. What yeah. the hell is well, going on? I enjoy
0: that. <laughs> no, I actually do. I enjoy that kind of thing. It's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting thought. Hmm. Okay. So when Fudge Boat goes, I'm going to try and get on someone's show. So, you know, we just recorded an episode of Appalachian Pie. Better not. <laughs> hmm? Nope. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
0: So. Don't
2: be bad. <laughs> I don't care. I did record it though just because I wanted to see, wanted to let you see l- later how well you're able to actually talk to somebody <laughs> when you choose to. Ah, you're a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go on Appalachian Pie, motherfucker, you never asked. <laughs> well, I actually thought we might record something tonight. If you're up for it, we can do it.
0: What time is it? Yeah, yeah. Let me go smoke. Oh. Man.
3: Word. <sighs>